Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Caroline Slater. And I'm her brother, Sean. Today we are doing Minute 6. It starts with Miles getting embarrassed and ends with him and his dad talking about Uncle Aaron. For those keeping track, I have titled this minute, The Car Ride. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just that. <laughs> Car ride for a whole minute. Um, but, Self-explanatory. You know, Thankfully, yeah. it's not just an exposition dump car ride. It's a, um, you know, it, it, you really get the feel. This develops more on the relationship that Miles and his dad have. And and it's the, the first time that Uncle Aaron is mentioned and kind of um, Miles's relationship with his uncle. Even kind of foreshadows with his uncle and his dad's relationship with his uncle. Well, it doesn't really foreshadow in that it's obvious that his dad isn't too comfortable with his uncle, well, his brother, <laughs> with Miles's uncle. Before, before his brother. we get to that, because I did, I did write down the lines for that because I do think it's very revealing of the relationship. I want to talk about at the very beginning of this minute, uh, two of the dad's lines that I love. Uh, so right, if you remember in the previous minute before this. At the near the end, uh, Miles's dad starts kind of venting and complaining about Spider-Man. And at the beginning of this minute, I, this cracks me up every time I hear it. Miles's dad goes, "Great ability comes with great accountability," and Miles is like, "That's not even how the saying goes." <laughs> yeah, I, I... which I, <laughs> it's like I love that switch of the saying i think that should become the, the new thing. saying is great ability comes great great accountability great accountability i want it on a shirt to be honest and it is such <laughs> a like, like miles is spider-man but that's the saying <laughs> on the top and it is such a like old man doesn't understand hip young kids things yeah it's like <laughs> with the facebooks it's like they, no yeah. one, it's just facebook with their, <laughs> you know the my books and um, the, the the insta face and the um, the, the Pokemans and the... Yeah. Um. <laughs> the Pokemans, that's a classic. Um, and a line almost immediately following that uh, that also cracks me up. It's kind of quiet. Uh, it took me a few listens to really hear it, but Dad goes, I'll give him this. I do like his cereal. <laughs> so Miles' dad likes a Spider-Man's cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the Spideos. <laughs> the Spideos, apparently, good cereal. <laughs> do you think what what kind of cereal do you think that is? Is that like a Honey Nut Cheerios Spideos? that are? I think I, I I like to think of it. I think they are a mix of like Cheerios, not the Honey Nut, but just plain Cheerios, and then like Frosted Flakes. So like that frosting on Frosted Flakes. Like the are on the, Cheerios, um, like the plain Cheerios. Wait. So frosted Cheerios, yeah. What are frosted flakes again? They're corn flakes with like stuff on them. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the tiger one. Yeah. I think they're spider flavored. You think they're spider flavored? Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's his whole thing. Spider Man, spider flavored cereal. Maybe they're not spider flavored, but they're like spider shaped. <laughs> Just holes in the middle. Maybe, spiders with holes in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, because they're called they're called they're called spideos. Yeah. So they gotta be O still. That's true. Okay. 
That that would be terrifying, though. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Apparently, good cereal. <laughs> At least his dad, you know, gives him gives him props when props are due. Yeah, good. He, you can tell that he 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 is a good man. You can tell Miles' his dad is a good man because he gives credit where credit is due. Doesn't like what he does, but hey, Spider Man makes a good cereal. <laughs> probably two of my favorite lines that Miles' dad says the Spider-Man serial line and the great ability comes with great accountability <laughs> that's, I think what makes that line so funny is Miles' that's not even how the saying goes Yeah, <laughs> it, it's definitely something like, that his dad has said multiple multiple times and no matter how many times Miles tries to correct him um, he still just gets it wrong does it on purpose probably a mix of saying it on purpose and not actually remembering what the line is supposed to be <laughs> i love it but i i, I just want to bring up i i think his dad does sort of have a good point he always talks about uh or not always he he he, he mentions how like oh yeah spider-man he just kind of comes in doesn't talk to doesn't answer to anybody and then just mm-hmm. you know zip zap zoops <laughs> away zip <laughs> It doesn't really matter whereas like you know police his yeah him and his uh the other officers on the force have to um go in people know who they are that there is show their face amount there's of accountability risk. in yeah no th- there's definitely yeah it is you just got me thinking about really the difference between responsibility and accountability because like responsibility definitely holds more of a you take it like it's a personal thing you do like you cannot take responsibility for something where accountability it's like whether you want to or not you're going to have to face this. answer yeah answer to some somebody that actually makes that line a little more interesting to me now that you brought that up do you want to talk a little bit about the dad's voice actor right here before we yeah since since we're touching on him jefferson davis is voiced by brian tyree henry one of his earliest credits was on Law and Order in 2009 in the episode Dignity, where he played the character Ben. So, not important enough to get a last name, I guess. His breakout role was uh, as part of the original cast of Book of Mormon in 2011, where he played the character General. He also appeared in the 2018 revival of Lobby Hero, where he was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Featured Actor in a Play. He appears in the HBO series Atlanta, where he uh, portrays Alfred Paperboy Miles and received a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. I'm sorry, hold on. I have to go back a little bit. He played Paperboy named Miles? No. His name was Alfred Miles. Yeah, his name's Alfred Paperboy Miles. Like, his rap name is Paperboy. Oh, okay. That's awesome to me. That he previously played a character that had the name Miles, and now he's in a movie with a son whose name is Miles. It, it feels like they casted this guy partly because he has so many references that they could make. Yeah, it, it'll be even funnier if Shmeek Moore's next uh, part is him voicing or acting as someone with the first name Morales, which doesn't work it as a... It would come full circle. <laughs> yeah. No, Morales doesn't really work as a first name, but um, that that would be even funnier. It'd, it'd be a nickname. <laughs> Why do they call you Morales? 
It's a long story. And Brian Henry's also in the upcoming film Joker, which is the Joker origin story from DC Comics. Yeah, he's cheating with their distinguished competitors. I mean, we talked about Chris Pine earlier in the movie and he kind of did the same thing. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he hasn't been in it. Yeah, Chris Pine was in Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I forgot this was a Marvel film for a moment, and I was trying to remember what Marvel movie he was in. I was like, he hasn't been in any Marvel films. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, It's like, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, (laughs) Please keep that part in. Shall we move on? Do you have anything else to add about the voice actor? Or could, no, that's, we move that's on all to I my have. Next note? Okay. So after one of my other favorite lines in the movie, which is, um, don't cops run red lights? Oh, yeah, some do. Uh, not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great line. We then pull up to Miles' new school, Brooklyn Visions Academy, and we learn some quick facts sort of exposition but it was very quick and very very natural one thing we learn is that he's been at the school for two weeks yeah it's you know been to the school year and that kind of matches with sort of the background we've seen the um the leaves are falling off the trees and that's about it yeah and you also mentioned this in the previous minute with uh, between for during the peter parker montage that there's a lottery number and you brought it up that Miles got into the school through a lottery. And this is the part where we hear that, where Miles goes like, the only reason I'm here is because I won that stupid lottery. Then his dad spits back, no, you passed the entry test just like everyone else, once again implying that he's a pretty smart kid. Yeah, it's it's an interesting change uh, they had from the comics where... Uh, you know, in, in the comics, Miles still goes to Broken Visions Academy. It is a charter school, and each year they hold a lottery to see who gets in. And in the comics, like Miles was super excited about being able to go to this school, um, whereas here it, it, it seems like he's a little bit more apprehensive about it and, and doesn't really want to do it as much, which is an, an interesting change that they had. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of the reason is that there's an interesting theme that uh, I'll get to in a minute. But I want to I want to know if you spotted this, that at 35 seconds, did you see Miles's roommate crossing the street in the background? Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, his dad is talking. I forget. What, I think it's during the entry test line. I looked in the back. I'm like, hey, wait. That's his roommate. <laughs> it's it's a very like distinct yeah it's a it's a very distinct design. So I'm not like oh maybe it is like no he has like the same beanie he's like reading a book like it he has the headphones on that we see him later with too like it 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 is him and I'm like oh that's cool. Then we get the Uncle Aaron uh, conversation, I believe. Oh no! First, this is this was uh, the one note that I was a little confused about earlier, and then I remembered what I meant. It's um, speaking about opportunity, and his dad is like, "You have a real opportunity here," and just that seems to be a very interesting 
outlook. And following that is, uh, do you want to end up like your Uncle Aaron? Miles responds, what's wrong with Uncle Aaron? He's a good guy. His dad heavy sighs. And he responds with, I didn't write down this line, so I might get it wrong. We make choices in life. Miles quickly responds, "Is well, it doesn't feel like I have a choice. And his dad responds with, you don't. Yeah, it's a very, like, sudden, um, it seems like Uncle Aaron is sort of a, a trigger point for his dad. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're not really sure. 100% why they had the falling out yet, mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely something that quickly gets his dad riled up. Yeah, and this is what I was saying earlier. Like, I didn't really mean like foreshadowing, but like we get a clear defining of the two relationships. Miles is like, what's wrong with him? Like, he's chill. He's a cool guy. Like, I like him. And his dad is like, no, he, he's not really as good as you think. Like, you can clearly see the clear uh, defining relationships. Yeah, it's also, like, that same sort of, like, parents trying to protect their their kids from knowing the full truth. And he doesn't want to just outright say, like, no, you can't. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, he's, he's, he's a bad guy. But at the same time, like, he, he's trying to, like, steer him away, even though he, he can clearly tell that, like, Miles does look up to his, his uncle. Yeah, um, but that quick cutoff shows like the, it or the change in the comic from him wanting to go to him not wanting to go helps introduce this theme that we see throughout the movie and we'll touch upon as we go through it of Miles not really having choices in this. And again, we'll bring up more, but like he doesn't get a choice to go to the school. His parents are making him uh, is, is the first one we see. It's interesting along down the lines, like how much you see. It's almost like the hero's journey in a way where not the hero's journey there's a specific type of hero and i forget what the reluctant is it the reluctant hero where in a way because in the reluctant hero and i'm gonna get part of this wrong but like what the reluctant hero archetype is that they don't want to do things they don't want to do these things for things but they're forced to like they don't have a choice it's seen um, in a few movies, a good example I thought of was when I watched in college. Uh, it is it is a movie called Only God Forgives. It was directed, I don't know, maybe people know him. It's directed by Nicholas Winding Renf, Renf, R-E-F-N. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. It's a very interesting movie. But Ryan Gosling's character is very much sort of that reluctant hero where stuff kind of just happens around him. He doesn't really do much, but he's sort of forced in some ways to do things but miles they seem to be setting up miles a little bit as this reluctant hero who then will be changed in the story yeah i think it also ties in with um uh, what did you call it what did you say the theme was miles not having a choice having okay yeah um i I think it's less miles the, the the i think it's less the the theme they're trying to aim for is uh miles not necessarily having a choice but miles having a lot of expectations placed on him mm-hmm. and you know that pressure of doing really well kind of builds up on you know put, that puts a lot of pressure on him and you know right now in the beginning he's sort of shying away from that pressure and it still ties in with that reluctant hero not necessarily wanting to 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 do what's called upon him and having to to find that find that 
like his dad said, with great apa- uh, <laughs> great ability, ability comes, comes great, great accountability. accountability. <laughs> I still love that line. Uh, and like, I believe I talked about it in a previous episode where uh, in one of my college classes, we were doing speeches and the kid gave a speech about diversity in comics. And he brought up that whole, you know, with Spider-Man, with Peter Parker's Spider-Man, uh, a heavy theme was responsibility. While with um, Miles and his Spider-Man, it's definitely much more of a heavy, heavy theme of expectations. And he even tied that into how, like, just how different cultures, like, within a, when you're in, a, like, a person of color, there's an expectation. But, like, as, you know, someone who's not a person of color, you see you're more of, like, oh, you have to be responsible type thing. Yeah. That's a different topic altogether, but I, I thought that was... It, it ties in with... Like, oh, when, you know, someone who's white does something bad, it's, they're a bad person. But when someone Mm -hmm. black does something bad, then, oh, it's everyone who is black is bad. Um, And it's, it's this, not that that's the right way of looking at things. It's just, that's the way a lot of times it's portrayed as. Or a, a good example that this kid brought up is that depending who's looking at you, you have a different expectation. So like, from like for like an outsider for like people who maybe don't know many people of color well they expect these stereotypes of being you know a hoodlum a, a crook again terrible stereotypes but that was also a very common stereotype for a long time i mean it still um, is but i know i mean it, it, yeah it very is very much is but for many uh people for many of my friends who are people of color will say their families have very high expectations for them to or even high expectations for themselves to do everything in their power to not portray those stereotypes. Yeah, they're they're held to a higher level of standard than mm-hmm. what might typically be expected of, or what should typically be expected of someone. Yeah, in their and position. this actually almost kind of ties into something that Miles says about the school, which I kind of want to touch on a little bit because I thought it was interesting. But like one of his excuses, like he doesn't want to go. Like one of his reasons he wants to go back to brooklyn middle is he says that visions is elitist and he would rather be one with the people so i might be looking a little too much into that line but i thought the line was very cool and ties into this because he's like if i'm going to visions it's almost like he's gonna have a higher expectation of him that he doesn't want to take where if he's at brooklyn middle he can stay more under the radar um I kind of disagree with that reading. Okay. Well, um, how, did, how did how did you read those lines? I just I it was an interesting. I think I think part of it is that it's a mix between just him being out of his element and mm-hmm. how do I uh, why do I disagree with that? I feel like you're making Miles out to be too much of a deadbeat. No, I'm not saying that. That's <laughs> what it feels like. I do think I might be reading too much into it. I think it it is a little bit like, I'm not trying to make him out to be a deadbeat, but you saw how relaxed and comfortable he was when he was talking with his friends from Brooklyn Middle. Um, and I think, like you said, it is a it is a comfort thing for him. Is really where it motivates it, and having those expectations on him makes him very uncomfortable. Where at Brooklyn Middle, he doesn't have those expectations, so he can, like, stay in his comfort zone. That's sort of what I was saying. I wasn't trying to make him, like, 
out to be like, oh, he just doesn't want to accomplish anything. It's more of like to be at Visions and have this high expectation of him at the school makes him very uncomfortable. Yeah, I guess um, it's it. I guess it's the fact that like he he yeah that this new expectation placed on him that because this is a this is considered a better school than the one that he came from Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know anybody here he's brand new it's probably uh because it is a like they boarded the school during the the week Mm -hmm. so you know he's seeing a lot less of his family than when he was at uh brooklyn middle that it's uh just a lot of newness that he doesn't that he's probably like afraid of and doesn't want to have to to stand up to that and it it definitely seems that the courses here well we'll see in two in two minutes from now in minute eight when he's going through the classes that it's it's a much more rigorous like like the academics are a lot more rigorous and so he's feeling a bit overwhelmed from that as well um and just wants to uh, yeah i guess go back into his comfort zone yeah that's sort of i what i was kind of going for when i was talking about that i i worded it poorly i think so apologies on my part for that but we're we're pretty much on the same page that that line is like him trying to weasel out of being out of his comfort zone it doesn't work but he tries yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> the only thing I have left for this minute, which is more lighthearting, is that at 55 seconds, Miles and his dad have very similar, if not like the <laughs> same sort of grump face. Yeah. <laughs> like, they both like... <laughs> they both look like, you know, Miles is definitely his father's son. Yeah, it... It's not like, oh, they just photoshopped his face. Like, they're clearly... Because the artists... Shout out to the animators here for really giving them two very distinct faces. Yeah, they have, like, the same face. And it's like, oh, I see the relation. (laughs) Yeah, they they also both, you know, turn away from each other at the same time and take a breath in at the same Mm -hmm. time. Yeah, it's... It's a neat little moment of, like... During this whole scene, too, they kind of, like battle each other and you can kind of see their relationship oh like they argue very similarly uh but that point right there where they look away they have like the same face they sigh and breathe at the same time it's like oh yeah you two are definitely related (laughs) yeah there's only two things i have left um two two quick things um one back when they're still pulling up to the up to The the school um, the mm-hmm. overhead shot that they do, uh, where he's pulling down the, you know, as he goes through the, through the traffic light. You see, um, yeah, and you see the subway over top. Uh, one of my favorite aerial shots. Yeah, I, I think this is, um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite shots in the film. It, it and it feels very yeah. much like a um, city shot. It it is a it, little. It really does. Not odd, but it kind of threw me at first because when they cut to inside the car the intersection they just went through and like where the car is to the uh street that they're passing you know as they pull up to the school isn't the same Mm -hmm. and it kind of like threw me at first i was like wait what was i just (laughs) did i miss (laughs) what's going on um but you know it is just a way to show the passage of of the time however long that took them 
Yeah, I think it was a good way to show passage of time. I think it was kind of a nice little beat to have like the music play over. Yeah. Uh, it for those curious, it's it's still memories from the previous minute, but now it's just louder and out of the radio. <laughs> and I imagine Miles's dad through the whole thing is just saying more things, more old things. No, oh yeah, that and uh, making more <laughs> references that just make Miles think he's even older than he is yeah <laughs> one thing i also very much appreciate about the scene that it is very comic book i think where like when you see characters like traveling and they're not really saying anything you'll they'll just have like a scenery shot yeah yeah just a, a way to to show the movement yeah it's a cool way to show movement and to see it in that animated movie it really helps uh reinforce that whole like, you know, this is a comic book come to life type thing. Yeah. And the the last thing I had was um, it's at the very, very end of the minute um, as Miles is getting out of the car, a mm-hmm. cab or, you know, some vehicle passes by in the background with a sign on the back and it's advertising is it the bus. I think it's a bus. No, this is this is a car. Um, it's okay. it's a green car. Oh, that's a taxi then. And it's advertising a book by... George Saunders called Custer in Purgatory. And George Saunders is a real person. He is a... Uh, he, he's... Some of his notable works include Civil War Land in Bad Decline, Pastorilla, uh, 10th of December, and Lincoln and the Bardo. Um, and he... Some of his notable awards are... Uh, he, in 2006, he, got, he won the MacArthur Fellowship... In 2013, he won the Penn Malamud Award. Um, so he's been writing uh, since uh, since 1986. Wow. Is the book being advertised an actual book of his, or did they just make up the title? No, it, it is just a, a, a made-up title. Or maybe it's a book soon to come. <gasps> Could be. Probably not. But <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. What was the title of it again? Uh, the title of the the book in the movie is Custer in Purgatory. I imagine it's uh, named after the Civil War General George Custer. That's cool. And that was the last note you had? Yep, that's all I have for this minute. That is all we have for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you wish to reach out and or see more from us, we are on Twitter at Spiderverse Min, M-I-N. On Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, as all the same, at Spiderverse Minute. If you want to reach directly out to us, feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at spiderverseminute.com. See you next time. Bye.